Man, Black Panther ain't super when he said his suit off. Yeah, he is. Damn, Cord. Cord, you was. Ah, that don't wild. He drink that shit. When he, he drinks that shit and then he loses the power, then and they ain't super. He just knows. In my defense, I ain't yet. seen the movie. In my defense, I ain't seen the movie yet. I had neither. Damn. Damn. Y'all see Black. That's why I Niggers. niggers. I ain't about to watch Nigger Cat. That shit. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's facts. Wow. <laughs> it's a good, it was yeah. a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, partially functional. Half of me is comfortable. The other half is close to the cliff, like Mrs. Huxtable. These boys got them hoses and clips. They pack like lunchables, like white boys in grade school. While we ate school made food, just eyeing they shit. Wish I was trying they shit. Knowing when mama hit the stove, she wasn't buying it. Welcome back to the Pop of Demand podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And this is episode 44 of the Pop of Demand podcast. With me today, I have my co-host, Cord. What's up, Cord? Uh, how you been? I'm back like I'm back like I never left. Chaos is a ladder. <laughs> we got Jacquez with us this afternoon. What's up, Jacquez? <laughs> What's good, man? What's good? And we got we got with us today. We got Tabors. What's up, Tabors? Don't call the comeback. How y'all doing today? That's it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I thought he was going to pull up the wild quarter, but I was just, ready, I was just waiting on it. I, I couldn't think on the fly, bro. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's, it know. has been a minute. Last name ever, first name greatest. You can start off like this. So. Yeah. That'd, 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 he, 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 one, he, only gave, he only gave the first name. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Delon the Don is with, not with us today. It would be us four to boys. It's filling in as our honorary guest. We have not had to boys on the podcast since we dedicated an entire episode to Drake back in what was it? Was that last March? That was like in last we March, did. yeah. This we was did what? Time. Yeah, we had an episode. Yeah, we did that for my birthday, Cord. Yeah. Yes. We oh, was, it, yeah, we the did. Name, we the did. name of the episode was March's very own. That's right. That's right. So the newer listeners, that's right. We dedicate an entire episode to Drake. Go listen to it. I know it's hard to believe right. <laughs> these last couple <laughs> of weeks. That same episode we were slandering I'm on your thug, too. I, think. I'm I say, mean, yeah. actually, y'all were turning him into they, a pack that episode, too. So they, they, did, they, did. they did. We did. They did. They did. <laughs> we, we I just thought about something. Whenever we dedicated an episode to somebody, it usually just turned into an episode full of slander. We did the same thing in New York. Yeah, we mm-hmm. did. Mero did it to Mac Miller. Recipes Mero. <laughs> Recipes Mac. But let's go and get started. You know what we do. We come Wait, what? I don't think Mero been on since the episode. Well, he ain't, he, been on really? norm- he ain't been on a normal podcast episode since yeah. then. Shout out to Mero, though. Behind the scenes, man. Yeah. But you know what we do here. We come here to show you, um, give our takes on basketball, music, anything in between. Uh, follow us at Demand Podcast if you don't already follow us on Twitter. If you just found us on the streaming services that we're already on, make sure you do that. Interact with us, ask us questions, and then we'll actually start answering questions on the podcast if you guys actually shoot us or even give us ideas for debates y'all want to hear us make. So make sure y'all do that. But enough of that. Hey, yo, Jordan, time- when, y'all, when, they start, when y'all doing that 2 chain review, I got to be on that. 2 chain. You know what? I'm going to ask That's the thing about it. I'm going to make a poll on the Twitter page. And I hope the fans in Iraq will, you know, just participate and just vote on the poll. So we'll probably review that next. Yeah, I definitely be on that. Read it to board. I, 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 I got you. I got you. The next review was supposed to be Father of Four, but since we're 
kind of going to talk about that now. This is kind of going to be our review of Father of Four right now. So to start off with our first topic of the afternoon, uh, we're going to talk about Offset's newest album. Not just Offset's newest album, Four, Father of Four, but also just the Migos in general. And their little solo project run that they've just done. All three have finally put out their long anticipated and at one point desired solo projects. If Migos were at one point people was you know debating should they split up should they split up you know mostly because people thought Quavo was a, a legit solo artist. I don't know why. Now he's a hook I, master. He's I, a hook master. I, I ain't even sold on that anymore. But now I want to yeah. ask you this: After the Migos have now all released their own solo projects, would you guys grade their run this run a success or a failure? It's definitely a failure. It ain't good. It ain't good. Uh, they put they don't put too much music out anyway. It's oversaturating the market, so it's kind of like just just one artist this time, you know, just one at a time. And see, I kind of mm-hmm. I, I ain't that big on this run either, most because Quavo's album was was horrendous. Ass. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call this run a success for a simple fact that now niggas will stop saying these niggas need to be on their own. They, <laughs> yeah, this run, this run has a all ears one. This run has effectively showed everybody that the Migos need to be together and there is no way they need to be divided. Quavo's album was super repetitive with him only, with the only good parts being parts that didn't involve him, either the production or the guest features. There was no real great, there was really no great Quavo (laughs) parts. Like that album is just bad. Like his rapping and even the hooks were just bad. It sounded redundant, very redundant. Yeah, very redundant. And like, just it's just horrible, just god awful. I don't need to say it anymore. Do you, Corey? Do you even, do you even review that album? Oh I refuse to listen to it. That's right. So we didn't review <laughs> that album. And then there's takeoff album, which there was the rapping wasn't nothing. bad on there, but nothing stood out at all. Like he, just, I also, they, he had one good song, the infatuation song. Go ahead, oh, I, I was saying I refuse to listen to that one too. What? Wait, why? <laughs> Wait, you like the takeoffs? I'm gonna say this. I love, I love all three of the music. I'm a huge Takeoff fan, but when I realized that they were rushing projects out just to boost up their numbers, I refused to listen to it because I knew it was gonna be some. So I saved myself the pain and suffering. I see you too. I, I wish I was. I wish I was good as you because I listened to Takeoff album. <laughs> I, I listened to Takeoff album. You know, I, I, I'm Team Takeoff. I thought. I thought Expect Takeoff was something. the best me go. Expect yeah, I was expecting something. something too. But like I said, listening to it, there was no songs that really stood out to me. There was nothing yeah. I thought, hmm, I'm gonna have to return to this. He there was, was no, there was no he bad. Just came super quick. Yeah, it it went, it came and went. Like people at least joked to make fun of Quavo. Takeoffs came, and then after like two days, people just stopped talking about it entirely. I mean, he had one st- standard track called "Infatuation" or something like that. It like a, it was like a very yeah, solely but, simple, but uh, under that, it, it was still boring in the end. <laughs> and then. And as for Offset, like I actually liked his album the most out of out of all three of them. Like, yes, I want to. I guess it kind of goes towards his interview that he did. What was it, the Breakfast Club, where he was saying that I yeah. feel like everybody sounded too repetitive. He said rap is too repetitive. We're just ironic as hell hearing it from a meek. It's ironic as hell hearing it from a Migo. Saying the meek is really repetitive now, and. After going back and listening to it again, I don't really don't like it as much as I, it's my first couple of run throughs. It's eh, it just sounds more and more like amigo track. But I the parts where he tried to make it not sound like a typical amigo song is what makes that album really great. Well, not really great, but it makes it decent to 
listenable to better than the other two. I might it might just been because the other two albums were so bad. I had such low expectations that the first time I listened, <laughs> the album sounded really good. Mm-hmm. But the second time through, I had found myself kind of fading in and out while listening to the songs. It was hard focusing zero in. One song for like I don't think one song had three verses on it. I might be wrong. But it felt like it felt it I mean, felt like one song had three verses, and that's the last thing you need on any song from Amigo. You don't need three verses on one song from any Amigo. Just one Amigo. Nah. That's right. <laughs> like I'll say rapping was pretty good on the album. It just some at some some points I just feel like I was tuning in. Because he's not cause Yeah, because he's not a good enough rapper to keep you captivated. That's the problem with you no. Know, that's why most rappers can't have an album with no features or anything like that because you they're not diverse enough to keep you or even like you know entertaining enough themselves to keep you focused on them for the entire project. So when it would go through long stretches where it's just him rapping, I would zone out. Not bad rapping, but he just isn't entertaining or appealing. Yeah, in, more interesting enough to keep my attention. But the features were fire though. Yeah, that J, you like the J Cole feature. Eh, it was cool. I'm sorry. Like it was cool. It, it's not as it, it wasn't as good as like you know the Twenty One Savage feature, all the other features from last year and all that. It, eh, yeah, yeah. I mean, my favorite feature was the CeeLo. Oh yeah, that feature, was crazy. Which I, I think that'd be anybody's uh, favorite feature. Which you know, I I commend Offset for trying to step out and do something different because he said I ain't want to have trap really trap rappers on my album because that's gonna be too predictable. Right. Which is the one of the main problems with the Migos. They're too predictable. So shout out to you know, shout out to Offset for trying to mix it up a little bit. Like right. step out his comfort zone. So he I had that on that on intro from Big Rule too. It's really good at, at the beginning. Yes. I was confused as hell. <laughs> but so this leads up to my next question. Now that all three have gotten their solo projects out the way, what is next for the Migos? Like what like I think most people can agree the culture too. Was not good by right. no means. Quavo album, Quavo album it was, was horrible. Takeoff album was forgettable. Rushed. Offset album is just decent. Don't forget about that. So and don't, quick, and don't forget about that. Don't forget about that quality control. Hard to be mad. Push back. Ass. ass. <laughs> so that's my. Cord. I actually think it was that bad. How many songs you like, Cord? Nigga, like thirty-three percent of my I rest. I rest my case. Man, I guess. I rest my case. I will say this: when I looked at certain names on the track, I said, "Alright, man, those songs don't exist to me." Riddle me this, Cord: What's next for the Migos? They just come out and make Culture Three three months from now. Like, what do they? What do they do next? What's the next move? Culture 876 coming three hours from now. We already know what's going on. I'm going to say this. This is what I want from Migos. I remember somebody saying that the way that they make music was all of them record separately. And if one of them feel like they got a hit, they will send it to the other two. I feel like all three of their projects were just them, just melanin, all the music that they had already had separately, but they just wasn't hits. So I feel like for them... They gotta take their time, come up with a project. You gotta be all three of them together. Take it. I mean, like, like all I say is, just don't rush it. Just, just don't rush it, man. Wait till the end of the year. Y'all done sold enough records. It's not like they go flop. QC one of the hottest labels out right now. You don't have to force so see, QC, music. It's, it's QC music. Take your time. I'm gonna say it's <laughs> end of the year. It's end of the year. Even too soon. 
After we got like five albums from them last year. I mean, like, like we didn't got a lot. It's, oh, oh, okay, and uh, okay. I'm gonna say this, and this really, this this really be my biggest issue with UC. Like when y'all had dropped their project to begin the year off, I thought it was really good. And then as soon as it sold, they was like, "All right, let's drop another." And I was like, "Wait, no, don't." <laughs> I swear, they, I don't need twenty more. From quality control down. to quantity like, control, ASAP. Quantity control, yeah. I'm That's kind of, and that's the thing about it with their music, with them being like very repetitive artists, which is the thing we've seen in all three of the solo albums. I don't really think we need another album from them yeah. this year. I really don't. I don't want to see them burn themselves out. I mean, I highly I mean, doubt that they will, but I don't want to see that. Happen. Happen. We are at that point. We are at that point. I think we're really at that point already. Like, I really think they're really burning themselves out. They, they like before they got really big, they were already putting out three to four mixtapes a year for like from like 2014 yeah. all the way up to when Culture One came out. They were releasing like four to five projects in a single calendar year. I just thought about something. I do got one complaint about some music oh, they didn't drop that I actually wanted. <laughs> Promise me a Glacier Boys album, and Glacier I did Boy. not get it. Nigga, want that shit to be disappointed. Quiet, Cord. I want Migos thugging, though. It, it was going to be five people on the song at a you time. Can definitely you can't ruin, ruin it. it. Did you hear the QCL? Did you hear the QCL? <laughs> <laughs> Let Gucci have the first verse and see how I go. I believe in the Glacier Boys. I want Migos thugging, though, too, but we never got that. Leo Corn ain't gonna never let that happen. Amigos escaped his clutches and started selling. Yeah, I know he gonna be forever salty about that. But I just think the Amigos need to take the rest of this year off. I think they need to take Offset's approach to you know Father of Four with him trying to venture out, like not just teaming up with other trap artists, but trying to get other kinds of rappers on his song, yeah. on their songs in order to kind of you know switch up the formulas. To oh, the wait, 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 wait. Actually, can, can I explain about this for a second? Man, Adam J. Cole to your album is not like it's like putting like getting J. Cole is a guest feature is not like a step out of the ordinary. I'm sorry, 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 I'm Redundant music. That that sounds pretty similar. The thing is, you can't do the normal things you do on a normal trap song with J Cole. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta switch up to cater to him a little bit. Twenty One Savage did though. I mean, Twenty One Savage rapping over a soul sample. Fair enough. He was. I'm gonna say this, man. If if you want to step out your comfort zone, put like what? Put like like there's too many artists out here. It's like it's so many different artists you can work with. Just putting Jake, like putting Jake Cole on your albums, like putting Jake Cole on your album, don't scream to me. Oh, I'm doing something different. I'm stepping I, out of my lane. You, you I, know, he was a hot feature. That's all it was. Also, stop putting Travis Scott on y'all albums, please. Hey man, hey, please. hey man, you gonna tear? Yeah, you yeah, gonna tear? That song is hot. I, 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 I'm gonna say this. I get it, Travis got hot, man. Like, if you put him on your album, your streaming numbers going up. But I mean, I love Travis Scott. But oh, bro, please stop. Oh, bro, like, oh, every oh. I'm gonna say this. Two years ago, when I said the Travis Scott effect was gonna take over rap, I did well, not expect it to go this far. Yeah, he, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I said this. Your I said this about Travis Scott. Yes. My problem with him is when he goes into a booth, it sounds like he flips every switch in there and starts rapping. 
Like he turns on every sound of it. <laughs> and that's my problem with Travis Scott. And it's just too much. It just be too much. He be having he be having too much dip on his chip. <laughs> Entirely too much. You feel like you feel like you feel like that he did it on the on the on the future album too? No, the future album was decent. It was it that 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 feature was decent, but he toned it down. But then, like I listened, to, I listened to Two Chains album. He did it on Two Chains album, like he was just oh, yeah. loud and wailing it. He did, you know, he did it on um on Drink album, on More Life when he came in. Like the whole song changed almost like five seconds. Like he ain't that damn good to be changing the song. He, he get carried by Auto Tune. Yeah, yeah, nigga did fuck up uh that song on If You're Reading It's Too Late. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yes. He did fuck it up. Yes. Like Travis, <laughs> Travis Scott changes the entire complexion of a song, and he isn't good enough to change the direction of the song to what he wants it to be. That's my problem with his features. We sorry, Shad. Shad ain't gonna listen. On me, ain't. Hey, we're sorry. Hey, we're sorry. Six months from now, I support you. That's what he gonna say. Hey, Rashad, though. That's my nigga. But let's go on to the next topic. The Celtics have hit a rough patch. They have they've lost almost all their last couple of games without Kyrie Irving. You have Mark which which Mark which Morris twin is on the team? Marcus, Marcus. I think it's Marcus. Marcus Morris has been Marcus. saying we not having fun. We ain't had fun in a long time. Uh I don't I don't think we really trying on defense and all stuff. Then you got Kyrie on the other corner saying, "I we got we got to switch the flip because I'm here. I ain't really worried. Just wait till the playoffs." And they said, "Well, do you agree with Marcus?" He said, "That's his opinion." So that's not your opinion. And then silence. It's kind of like a cold war between Marcus and Kyrie. Then you have the young players aren't really just performing. They don't. They ain't been consistent. It's the Celtics look like a mess to be honest with you right now. Who's to blame? Is it Kyrie? The media putting pre- the media and all of us putting so much pressure on the Celtics, youth, or Brad Stevens? Who do y'all blame for this miss? I'm gonna go to Jacquez first. All right, so I think it's a mixture of Kyrie just being like just being a hoe because that nigga been hoeing like ever since he like, shit ain't been going his way like shit ain't going his way and they kind of started hoeing, being a hoe, acting like a hoe. And then uh, I also think the niggas kind of wild for giving all those young players like that spotlight. And then tell me like, all right, that was cool. Now get your ass back on the bench and ride this bench and play your role. And, and we're gonna go and start Jordan uh Gordon Hayward over y'all, even though he don't really y'all right now. Instead of just letting him work his way for and earn that spot. So you know, no, no, in their defense, Gordon Hayward was coming off the bench when he first got there. But at that time, Jason Tatum and Brown were not playing good, and that's why he ended up taking one of their spots. Brown playing bad for a hot minute. He just started playing better. Uh, well, yeah, I get. I I I want to uh, watch. It. I know. I thought I could have sworn Gordon started the season. I, I don't know. No, 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 no. He he was coming off the bench. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes more sense then. But uh, yeah, but th- like, but like you said, though, I do agree with you that the thing is the pro- the players' problem is you know the young guys like you know they get all that spotlight last year, but now they having to share all those minutes and all that time now with Gordon with Kyrie. You know, it's, just, it's it's not enough minutes to go around. I think that's part of the problem with them, with their consistency, as far as consistency go. But I also, I kind of, at this point, I kind of blame Brad Stevens. Like, like this team. There we go. It's just, 
ranked number 10 in offense this season. See, the, the offense, just top 10, that just seems too low for a team with as much talent as they have on their roster. With as many shooters they have on their roster, this team should be a lot better offensively. Especially seeing how their offense was like ranked 20th, 15th last season. Like they've failed to be within the top 10 for like the past three to four years. Their offense has been atrocious. And so the question is, we, we've been championing Brad Stevens for being this basketball mastermind, but it doesn't seem like it translates all that well to a, a really great offensive team. Like sometimes the Celtics, they just, they just go out there and they just, I don't know. It's like they don't know what to run, what to do. And I don't know if that's, that could also be part in part to blame on Kyrie. Ooh. That might be why they play so much more freely and better when he's not on the court. It might just they be they like, oh, let's just run what Brad said run. And they actually stick with what he did. Or it could just be that maybe their offense isn't as great as we thought it was. Maybe Brad's just like, all right, y'all, just go out there and just make the right pass. Maybe that's Brad Stevens' system. And that's why it, when it, that doesn't work, they don't have nothing to fall back on. And they just, you know, just suck on offensive end. But at this point with Kyrie on one end, blank saying, we don't, we don't have no problems. I'm not worried. You got Marcus Smart on another end saying he's worried. You got Marquise Moore saying that the team ain't having fun. You got the young guys underperforming. At some point, the coach got to step up and get them all on the same page. So you just you said it's all Brad Stevens. I, yeah, that's, that's what I'm gonna blame right now. Because, like I said, I feel like that's like it's part of the team is underperforming. Gonna... Oh, I was saying like the team has too much talent and they're underperforming. Yeah, I, I feel I feel what you're saying. I don't know, bro. I mean, you got all these locker room distractions. Then you got Kyrie beginning of the season going out. Hey, yeah, guys, you ain't got to worry. I'm going to be here. I got y'all. I love Boston. I love you white people. And then a couple months later, <laughs> that nigga pulling up. Hey, Kyrie, still resign him a G? Yeah, asking in June. Asking see, the thing July. is, it's because, see, Kyrie is mad at the media. You know, Kyrie likes to be woke. All seeing eye, you know, you, you know, he likes to sound very wise and all that kind of stuff. And so he doesn't like the fact that people are saying, you know, dictating what he's gonna do. Like he already said, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be a Celtic. So you're gonna be a Celtic? What about going to New York? You're gonna go to New York? You're gonna go to New York? He don't like people telling him what to do. And so I think that's why he's getting so snappy at the media, because he don't want them to dictate what he does. Like he don't want to be in keto. Like I really feel like they say. Kyrie Irving is definitely going to stay and be a Celtic. I feel like he would leave just so everybody else would be wrong. Just so they're like, you can't control me. You can't tell me what to do, even though he wanted to be a a Celtic. Like, that's the kind of person Kyrie is starting to to really feel like. He's, which is just like his best friend, KD. KD also seems like the type that if you say he's going to do something, even if that's what he wanted to do, he'd be like, nah, I actually want to do this. That's what I forgot to say last week. That's why I think they're not going to New York because if they can't handle the media in the cities that they at, New York media will rip them. See, that's my, that was so my next pick question. Is Kyrie and KD to New York? Does that look any more realistic now nope. with how back, with how much the Celtics are struggling and how much it seems like players on the Celtics don't like each other? Oh, uh, I think well, it is. See- I think it's. Well, I think Kyrie. I, I really do because I, I watched a documentary on him a while back and he was like, "Yeah." Uh, I wanted. To, I always wanted to play for the Knicks. Uh, my dad wanted to play. I'm from. You know, he's from New Jersey or whatever. And he was like, my dad uh, played college ball uh, up here in New York or whatever. And you know, I got family and shit here. And he said, I want mine. You know, 
playing there one day. So I always enjoy like cherish those moments when I do play in the garden for whichever team I'm on. Yeah. So I don't think it's yeah. You know, I don't think it's out of the question at all. It's very possible. But, you know, I feel, like Kyrie, this, you know, I feel like Kyrie been, might may go, but not KD and Zion. Uh, they not. I won't say exactly. Not, they got a chance. If Katie, they do have that. The niggas are terrible. I mean, Cavs terrible. Too. They can be like fifties today yeah. at halftime. At halftime. Ha <laughs> ha! Land a second chance. I'm gonna say this. Shout out to my boy. Shout out to my boy Sam. If you listening on Twitter, what this whole fiasco now is making me feel like Kate, like Kyrie won't go to the Knicks. Kyrie is. You know, he constantly talking about how young players understand what it takes to win. The young players don't understand this. The young players don't understand that. I mean, they're young. They, I mean, maybe they'll grow up and figure it out. Like, he's been hard on the youth on this team for a minute now, saying that I kind of understand what LeBron was saying. And he's going to have to bust in his ass, playing hard as he can, and the team is still losing. Now, having to deal with this is tough. It makes you think that he would leave it. I can't, I would, too. But the thing is, if he goes to New York, he's going to a team full of people that are young and never won any. Like at least this young Celtics score have won meaningful games. They've won playoff series. He go join the Knicks. He's on a team full of guys who ain't never won. Who ain't never been on a winning team? Um, uh, I mean, well, I think. He, but if he joins up with KD, I know I think he, that's gonna kind of. But he gonna still have a. The, but they're going to still have a bunch of young players on that team they're going to have to depend on because them two alone can't win it all. You're going to have to depend. especially. See, I think the difference is I think that Kyrie want people to depend on him. The problem in Boston is that they feel like they don't appreciate yeah, don't him. They, they looking they at him like, we don't want they, you. They, they, yeah. Exactly. We go without you. You should go home. We don't want you here. I'm pretty sure the Celtics team is not, really, it's not like that. No, no, no. They, uh, they've gone on record saying, you know what I'm saying, like it, like that they feel like they better when he doesn't play because, you know, the offense feels a little bit more free. I think I've, uh, they were talking about that on ESPN the other day, that they feel like that some of the players, I don't think they gave out any names, but they feel like they're a better team when Kyrie doesn't play. Blase, blase. I mean, I feel like, you know, this reminds me of, remember how they did IT? Well, IT got hurt and they turned up LeBron that year. That shit is crazy. <laughs> I mean, well, it was bad. Anyway. No, he was not. <laughs> and, uh, uh, he shot. He shot like four, he shot above forty five percent from the field, and he shot above like thirty something percent from the three. He was not bad. He was horrible defensively. That's, that's another. But that's another reason why. That's another reason why the team was kind of better without him. Out him because he they were they defended better because they didn't have to account for somebody who's five you know just like a little shade on the six foot being on the court. So they were a better defensive team and. They move the ball a lot better. They just could, but the thing is, the Celtics still need Kyrie because just like it, when you need a bucket, you need a player like that who can just go get their own shot if the offense does stall. And that's why the Kyrie is very much needed with the Celtics. Even if they might feel that hmm, the offense, they just got to figure out how to get make Kyrie work the, the other three quarters. Because in the fourth quarter, that's when you need a guy like it or Kyrie. That's what the Celtics need to figure out. If they figure it out before playoffs, the way they bickering and and. You know, staring down each other, going into the play, getting this close to playoffs. The playoffs are only like eighteen games away. At this point, I have to feel like they're not going to figure it out. At this point, I feel unless they, unless they if unless they play the Sixers in every round, the niggas not going to the final. Facts. 
Thanks, me. I'm just. This is what happens when you stack assets. When you got too many people on your team with a bunch of talent, and you make moves in the right amount of time, it all nah, collapses. Nah, this is what happens when you do shady gotta... shit to the players. This is what happens. This is the fuck happens. In other news, we didn't get the chance to cover this last week because we opted to do the Carter 3 over and under last week with the line. But last week, Freddie Gibbs and – was it last week? Yeah, I think it was last week. I feel like a long time in Twitter time. Yeah. Last week, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib returned with their newest single from their long-awaited Pinata album. That's where, not Pinata. The long-awaited the long follow-up to Pinata. What was the name supposed to be? Damn. I don't know Pinata 2. No, not Pinata 2. <laughs> Bandana. Hi. There we go, yeah. For the longer we waited, follow up the pinata was gonna be bandana. So they finally returned after months and months of waiting. First off, for you owe Freddie Gibbs an apology because that tweet he made about flat tummy T, you said, damn, this nigga became an Instagram model. Man, that was a promo I, I for the promise season. you I did. I pro- I, hey, I, I thought it was a rap for Freddie Gibbs. I thought it was too. I ain't gonna stutter. I was scared. I said, bro, where the hell the album at? This nigga posting flat Tommy T commercials on Instagram. I'm gonna say this. The first time I saw it, I said, damn, I freed it. But if you gotta pay the bills, you gotta pay the bills. I, hey, if doing the packs, he gotta move. <laughs> and nigga went from, he went from moving Coke to a different kind of powder. You gotta respect <laughs> it. <laughs> but. Uh, the new single is called Flat Tubby T. But it, it's, it's, it's really no reason for it to be called it. It's just like three. It just says it like during the hook. Yeah. It had, the song has nothing to do with Flat Tubby T or Instagram models or nothing like that. But it's the song is amazing. The production it, it is really, and everything you. I like the beat switch. Yes, the beat switch is so nice midway through. This The beat is anything is everything you would love from Mad Lib Beat. And Freddie Gibbs, as always, feels right at home on the beat. So, so Taboris, you loved it, or you loved the beat? I, I like the beat, so it, like the rapping is it, something you used to. Though. But uh, it was you, a cool song, though. I uh, give you that much. I, I got you. I got you. What about you? What about you, uh, Cohort? He was snapping from beginning to end, nonstop. Beats was fire. He was in his bag, and he turned Spike Lee into a pack. I have no complaints. And that, and that's the thing about it. Freddie Gibbs wrote this beat so well that I really it like it, it kind of felt like I was skimming the music because there's a lot of things I didn't catch until I went back and actually read the lyrics while he was I was really listening. Just really flow. Yeah, he was he was really flowing. He wasn't just like letting any bar just like he wasn't just saying a bar and then letting it sit with you. He was just flowing for like that whole two to three minutes. He was just going. Like just like just the opening line. Uh, I beat the pot like Joseph beat Mike and Jermaine. <laughs> one came out light, one came out dark, but they still spoke the same. <laughs> Damn, Harvey Jackson. Go body my jeweler. He black mummy me. That's a hard. The the song just encompasses so much. He jumps from talking about how America has, you know, just, you know, packed. Pack slaves away on the slave boat. How they made him pick cotton. To how he then jumps back to modern times. How he's selling coke, doing work, and put the the white man still trying to hold him back. He's saying that. Then the beat switches and he goes into saying that it's been six thousand years of them ruling the earth, but now it's us. I knock white Jesus off his white horse. 
yeah, like you saying, like, like it's it's a lot here. I'm put like this. I'm overwhelmed. It's hard to explain this song. <laughs> I it's respect just, it. it goes it goes in so many different directions so quickly. Like he doesn't sit on one thing for too long. And he just keeps coming back and then leaving and coming back and leaving. In order to remind me of what it remind you of? Remind me of that monkey song I heard in morning. Monkey song. What? Core found a core found a random G funk artist. Wait, wait, wait. A Jehovah Witness G funk artist. Oh got my. Got that in there. I still gotta go listen to that. And he was on I'm the same. He was on the same wave. Prepare because yourself for greatness. Because. <laughs> 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 Shout out to the Jehovah Witnesses out there. I rock with y'all. I might. What? I might what? be. What? I might be joining. What? I might be joining the tribe soon. What's wrong with Jehovah Witnesses? Yeah, y'all. Hey man, we live in America. It's freedom of religion. Y'all ain't rocking with your people. Y'all choosing white man's holiday. Your own brothers. Y'all niggas shout out a lot of things. I see, boy. I see. I salam. I religion. Wrong religion, but okay. Alhamdulillah. Fun fact of the day. Fun fact of the day: The Jackson family with Jehovah Witnesses. Oh my oh, god, why do you know this? Yeah, so was Prince. Why do you know this? So, wait, so was Prince? Actually, why do I know this? I don't know who told me that. Bro, bro, I told Meryl yesterday, bro. Not yesterday, the other day. I said, you know what? I figured out my cord. That nigga just know a bunch of useless fucking facts that you'll never need. <laughs> oh, random fucking facts. But yeah, he, he like, knows all facts. of them, bro. Like... <laughs> I promise, I don't know who told me that, but it just stuck with me over the years. The most talented mm. people on earth just keep that in mind. I thought the boy was gonna fight back. Yeah, I ain't had nothing to get. Nah. You know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say what I was gonna say. <laughs> I know what you was gonna say. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Someone get... isn't a member of that tribe. So I, ain't try, I, ain't, I ain't trying to get the podcast <laughs> clap. You already like that one. Yeah, I did. It's probably happened again. Oh my god. Hey, how we go for Freddie Gibbs and like bashing other religions? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, because Freddie Gibbs is bashing religion in his song, to be fair. But he's he's bashing the concept of white Jesus. He's saying Jesus was black. That's we, all knock white, we are knocking white Jesus off his white horse today. <laughs> what's going on? During Black History Month, even though Black History Month over with. But it's, yeah, the, it was, it's the first. It's the second. We had a, it, was a, it was a very bad Black History Month, too. Like, did yeah, yeah, I feel like we didn't talk about no Black History last month. It, hey, I'm gonna say this. I was gonna, I was gonna do the whole Kardashian thing for my who's wilding, but I realized Black people was wilding, so I let it go. All right, all right, all right. wait, 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 we did. Oh, speaking of Black History, that one line the course talking about was Spike. He said, "Fuck Spike." He mostly showed Malcolm on Cork, on Coke, and white oh, whores. Oh. Fuck Spike. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I never thought about that myself. But basically, Freddie Gibbs saying that, yeah, basically Freddie Gibbs saying Malcolm X wasn't actually on coke and you know having sex with white women. That's just something that ah. Spike Lee made up. I said that's Spike Lee. That's that's, that's Freddie Gibbs saying. Hey, hey, you, you really touch them white women? Kendrick Lamar. Oh man, <laughs> is you really a fan, boy? Malcolm X had a perm. His nickname was Big Red. He definitely was off coke and white women, fam. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> hey, Jordan, you want to talk about that verse on that um that two chains down, fam? Jordan, what? Oh, they talking about 
We ain't talking about that today, bro. We ain't talking about that. We talk, we're talking about three kids first. We ain't talking about two chains now. Hey, I heard Kendrick. That's all I heard you. We're talking about three kids first. Yeah, yeah, Jordan. We got to have a conversation on a review. Oh, we're going we gonna to do it. We're going to have it. We're going to have it. I can't. I can't. Of course. Hold on. One quick, wait, wait. Before we go on, one quick question. Did you hear the, did you hear the verse, Cord? I ain't hey, I heard a snippet from LeBron and I already had my slim. I'm ready. No, no, court, court, see that's the thing about a court. That verse is nothing like the snippet. Oh, it ain't. It is the com it is it's I I'm like this. He goes from that he does it for like 15 seconds. Oh my god. He then he then he then takes the whispering flow that the 21 Savage used on his album. <laughs> and I cannot even Describe what he does after that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was okay it's your fault. I'm blaming y'all. No, 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 no. I blame them other Kendrick fans who said, I'm tired of Kendrick rapping like a trap artist on trap beats. So, what that nigga did, he went and did absolute everything else on a trap beat. He tried. <laughs> I blame them. I'm tired of Kendrick they said, all these hot songs and rapping like a Lord of the Rings character. I'm sorry. No, he ain't even doing. He ain't even doing that core. I'm telling you, you just gotta go listen. That's the funny thing about you. Every, when I post that snippet of that song, all all the Kendrick fans saying, "When is he gonna stop rapping like this?" And that nigga literally stopped rapping like that in <laughs> seconds. I'm scared. I'm scared. Listen to it. It's it's. And the thing is, the beat the beat is super weird. Even two chains. Even two message court to boys. You like two chains verse. Yeah, I did. I mean, it was just no. See, see two chains was change. Two chains was <laughs> verse was just as weird to me. Not not just weird. I take that back. It was half as weird, but still strange. Because two chains was changing his voice, like he was rapping in a high pitched voice what? for like thirty seconds. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Chain wise, man. You gotta listen to the album, man. It was it was still cool. It's still a good album, though. It's still a good album. You gotta listen. To no, no, no. That, that's just the one. That's just the one weird track. That track. I don't understand how he got on the album. I don't LeBron, LeBron, LeBron still LeBron is still in it. I'm feeling it. The GM, LeBron head. They never saw a beat. He didn't want to shake his head too. And our, and our, and our. Strive for greatness. You miss that shit. Uh, he need to be. He need to be doing that on the court. He need to be doing that on the court, though. Yes, I'm off that. I'm off that soapbox. I said LeBron's schedule field ain't no playoffs for y'all. No, 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 no. <laughs> Did you? I was say this. Do you? Do you know how this is like a description on Apple Music where you just like a bio of the album? That bio is hilarious. Like it, it specifically dates out the day. That they recorded this shit to make it seem like LeBron wasn't there when he wasn't supposed to be. It said on February first, two thousand. Like, like you gave the exact date that they recorded it on, and then it was, and then it's, and then like the end of the bio said, and now everybody sees LeBron is also a great teammate on and off the court. I said, what, what is? Oh wow! I said, what is oh, this? Wow. I ain't read this shit. But they, that shit wow. Somebody on Twitter pointed out <laughs> the NBA hit him with the Rico charge. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, cool. you hilarious. <laughs> Damn. Shout out to power. <laughs> I realize LeBron John. Never mind. But anyway. I found if that song is bad. That's just weird. Like it's it's so weird that I think you might actually end up liking the core knowing you. Just knowing you. 
I'm, I, I, maybe not. I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't even know why, how to feel about that song. Cause it's so weird. I have nothing to compare it to in my mind. But anyway, Randy in a little bit. Back to Freddie Gibbs. Freddie, upon him releasing a single, RCA announced that they will be, re- they will be the ones releasing Bandana. He has signed a deal with them for the first time since 2007. <laughs> so after being independent, for more than a decade, he has decided to sign to a major label again. In recent years, people have been saying the thing is, don't sign. Don't do it without a record label. You can do it without them. There's no need to sign. Don't put your, you know, don't box yourself in like that. Yet here Freddie Gibbs is, after having all the success he had with Pinata, after gaining all this fame, and after gaining this high regard in the hip-hop community, he decides, I'm going to go sign with RCA. When should an artist sign to a label, or is it still don't sign to a label? Court, I want your opinion first, because you know you follow a lot of artists who claim to be independent. <laughs> Why well, I'm not the chance to rap a fan of this group, so I don't know what you're talking about. Whoa, no, 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 because no. a lot of them artists, like a lot of them, you know, colored hair artists, they got exposed for actually having deals at the same they were independent. I, I got four words. When you have leverage, if you do not have leverage, do not sign. When I look at Mac Miller, who was independent for a very long time in his career, when he signed to, uh, was it Warner Brothers? Columbia. When he signed to Columbia, he ended up getting that mega deal because he had leverage. When I look at Nipsey Hussle, he was independent for a very long time in his career. Then last year, he went to uh, Atlantic. And had that amazing run for Victory Lap. It was a, you know, like I, I look at that. That was a good one. And I feel like Freddie Gibbs is probably, I think out of all the rappers, he probably got the best situation right now. But do not be young Dolph. Don't be young Dolph. I, I think honestly, yeah, don't be blue face either. Because young Dolph, I think yeah, I understand. He killed it. He killed I think leverage. I understand what you say. You got to use your leverage. As in, Mac Miller had put out like three projects. All right, all right, all right. I forgot one more person. Existentation was another great example of that. He waited until he showed the word that he could stream on his own. Then when he got ready to do his debut album, then he signed, which gave him a lot of leverage. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm about to say about when you say leverage, what exactly does you mean? But like, as in Mac Miller had released about two albums that did commer- that did commercially well without a label. So when a label signed them, they had the utmost faith and said, All right, we're gonna let you we're gonna give you the funds, do what you want, because we trust that you could put out a project. That can sell. Same thing with um, who's the other guy you said before? Mac Miller. Um, I'm trying to remember. Nipsey. 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 Same thing with Nipsey. Freddie Gibbs has shown that he has a large fan base with Pinata, and also has you know he's going to be able to attain critical acclaim. So a label will trust him with making a project and say, "Hey, now listen to us. We know what the people want." Which I don't know why labels feel like they know that so well because they typically don't. Yeah, they don't. And, and they so. Do. I think that's the perfect time when you should sign. Or, to me, if you just in it for the money. If you feel like you got a hit and somebody asks, gives you like three mil deal and you're pretty confident you'll never make another good song like that again, take that three mil. Take that yeah. three mil. Cash nah, out. Don't cash it out. Save it, invest it in something else and start building your empire. Oh, yeah. But if you're an artist yeah, trying to build a lasting career, if you blow up, don't sign immediately. Give yourself time to show people that you can put out the music that you think is that you can you think you're capable of making on your own. 
then once you gain that leverage, then sign. That's what I think. Or you can sign the OVO because you know they. Hey man, hey, you doing this? Man, you doing this? Man, I'm just bro, 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 bro. Nobody join the court. Hey, Drake, OVO. Don't forget. Nobody. In my defense, it wasn't me this time. In my defense, for the first time, it wasn't defense. me. What time I pretty good to pour to make sure my kids drink? Hey man, hey man, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. But we're not gonna do that today. I will take it. <laughs> Smoking on a Drake pack or not? After, <laughs> after, after Drake fans oh and the Minaj fans try to turn us to a pack of the week, I said we're gonna cut down on talking about Drake. <laughs> they called us clout chasers. I ain't letting them have this. Yeah, I don't fuck with that either. Let's see why. I don't wild, man. I ain't. I ain't. <laughs> I ain't be no, can't be no clout chasers out here. So we we gonna leave that alone. But stay cool. <laughs> it's time for who's wilding, so you can cut loose there. So who's who? So, so. Drink fans, one hundred point boy. For my who's wilding, man, I got uh, uh, man. I don't, I don't even know. Like, mm-hmm. I just want, I want to have a regular day on the timeline where people just talk about regular stuff and music, and I got like a full like two days. Of Kardashian news oh. and I uh, and I I, I, I yeah, look okay. Look, look, I get it. I I I right. Okay, okay. I'm gonna split this in half, man. <laughs> I gotta have it come. I gotta have it. <laughs> What's going on, my queens, <laughs> my goddesses? What's going on, man? Yeah, I've been on the timeline turning R. Kelly. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all been turning R. Kelly into a pack for about three, four years now. And then the one woman that was leading the charge, as soon as he got arrested, she turned into some, man, I hate to see a black man go to jail. <laughs> nah, you can't be doing it. You can't be doing it. You can't spend four years talking about how R. Kelly's a monster and he need to go to jail. Then when he finally go to jail, you turn into, oh, no, nah, he a black man that don't deserve to be in there. Why y'all laughing at him for being locked up? And for this Kardashian news, I get y'all don't like the Kardashians. Y'all got valid reasons to not like them. I understand this. But y'all can't be moving the goalposts to hate. If this is any other situation where any woman has slept with somebody who they were friends with, y'all will turn them into a pack. But this is a Kardashian. Y'all go treat her like she a freedom fighter. Oh, she made it a black woman thing. That was so hilarious. She, she, oh, my, my G. Yeah. Really so good at playing the victim. My G. And that's what killed the victim. They are. It's, we're it's amazing. <laughs> we're not going to do it. It's amazing. She played the victim so well. <laughs> Don't do it, Jacqueline. <laughs> when I saw the situation, I thought it was funny. When I watched the interview, and she flipped it to, well, you know, I'm a black woman. And I was like, wait a minute now. <laughs> For a decade, and they beef with a different black woman every week, and you've been standing there next to them watching it happen. The moment you do exactly the moment, you know, this is the thing like the people they were beefing with, they used to be beefing for no reason, but she did something foul, and they actually had a legit reason to be upset with her, and then she tried to flip into some. Oh, it's because I'm black. I learned from the Jesse Smollett situation. I ain't taking nobody's side because they black. Oh I need the facts first. I learned my lesson. 
And when she says something, all that happened was they kissed. I don't believe that cheese. I don't believe that either. Just don't believe a little bit. Go, man. <laughs> no, it's, I heard you trying to get back. Hey, Tristan. I heard they back together or whatever. Yeah, she. Try to keep the, keep the family, keep the family close, man. Hey. <laughs> Bars. Bars. <laughs> hey, but now, Joy, like you said, like, like you said, your tweet, he had a threesome or a seventhome or something like that. Say what? Say that again. Y'all found out he had a, a seventhome or something like that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. They, they, they said, yeah, allegedly he had a seven song. I didn't know that was possible. He had a seven song before Lincoln with Jordan that night. I mean, he, he not, I'm you, know what, you know what kills me, though? He's not even a good NBA player. Like, uh, that's what's blowing my mind. Like, I'm like, oh my God, he's not even good. He, he got to keep his mind, though. It's the closest he, that was the closest he was going to ever get to scoring in double digits. Facts. <laughs> Facts, D. <laughs> Beat, he may not beat LeBron record, but he might be close to beating Wilts. So I would give him that clout. <laughs> <laughs> Commendable. Commendable. Very. <laughs> but yeah, man, but for all the black women out there, I, I really I need y'all to explain to me why do y'all feel like she was in the right in this situation? Because if oh like like if she had slept with Russell Wilson, y'all would have turned her into a pack. If she had did this with like Jay Z or Swiss Beats or somebody like that, y'all would have turned it into a pack. Well, since it's a Kardashian, is it fair game? I'm That's what I want to know. Uh, they well, the Kardashian did take Tristan from another black woman, so you know. Is hello? Is it one mic? Ah, I forgot about that. Ah, oh, yeah, she did. Why old girl pregnant? Did yeah, she? she? Yeah. Well, it goes around. Comes hey. around. Hey. Get them how you take them, boy. Is that the phrase? You get them how you, you lose them. I don't know. You lose them how you get them. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you go. You get, you get a dog. You get fleas. Dog run away when you run out of food. Wolf the food trash. Cool. I don't know what the hell you talking about. Ain't no reference. He made that up. He did make it up. He drunk, man. Is it Uchiwalo? Is it one mic? <laughs> Core gonna have to ever clear Tavores. Yeah. Yeah, always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Bring back ever clear Tavores. Oh man. But no. All the black one on the timeline. Please, please, please explain to me what's going on because I'm very confused. Then you gotta also ask some core, gotta ask him explain why they uh why did the black Daycare owner. Oh my god! That our kids. Okay, 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 okay. In her, in her kind of defense, she she came out and made a um, what's it called? What's it called? The app in your phone notes app. Yeah, she made a note app post explaining like her. Yeah, explaining that the money was not hers. It came from somebody else, but she would not disclose who they were, and she used that oh. money. Yeah, somebody else they didn't they didn't want you know they didn't want the backlash. They were smart, so they gave the money to her and told her <laughs> they told her to go bail R. Kelly out, and so she wouldn't bail him out using the money that she was given to get him out. Oh, she was paid to do it. Oh, okay, hey, hey, yeah. Never mind. Black women take that bag. Take that bag. I'm with it. Take the bag. <laughs> bag secured. But the thing is, he's going to jail regardless anyway. So bailing him out ain't that big of a deal. 
Almost eight years. Nah. It's a rap for R. Kelly, nah, man. Nah, you know, nope. Nah. Nope. Y'all said this. They said this in 2000, whenever it happened. They said it then. Whoa, whoa. This nigga is wild, dude. This nigga. I'm saying, they didn't actually, I'm saying, my G. They didn't actually say they, they didn't actually say they got him last time. Man. Niggas were saying he was innocent. Ladies and gentlemen, they had video proof, Jordan. We got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> that's, that's my, this is this is difference though. That was members of the family accusing him last time. This is the police taking it in their own hands. They sit there, they've been building a case and said, "All right, we got enough on them. We going in there." Like the Chicago PD had been building evidence. So the thing is, when you go against an artist that's a, that's a high profile artist like him, they don't just go in. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jordan. Wait a minute, court. The Chicago PD. Oh. He said, "You know what? It's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna talk about how July Fourth we had over a hundred shootings and like forty people died. We're not gonna solve those crimes. We drop quiz. It's our Kelly. We getting our Kelly off the street, and we gonna let these. We gonna let uh, TP the six hundred. We gonna let them kill each other and kill innocent. <laughs> That's what we gonna do." We're going to find oh, the Jesse. We're going to get the Jesse Smullett. The Jesse, why are you saying that? We're going to get Jesse up out of here. We're going to get our Kelly up out of here. We letting we the thugs cook. I, I feel you, Chicago. Hey, TV. man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Our Kelly will kiss some bodies too, fast. They got to get him out of the streets too. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. I guess. But yeah, man. Chicago, third world country. <sighs> they going to have that day one day. Kanye going to come back and save him after he get back from Africa. Bro, hey, hey, you know what's funny about that? Hey, Kanye, 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 real life went to Chicago for like a week and never went back after he said he won't ever leave. <laughs> are, you, are you surprised? Are you surprised? <laughs> man said, I ain't never leaving Chicago. Kim came out and said, Nah, I'm not going to Chicago. Well, going back to Calabasas. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> he pulled up the church with Chance the Rapper, though. Yeah, he did. That's all that matters. All right, but, but yeah, is it's a wrap for our kid. Like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, right, there man. you go. Now that's a valid point. Obviously, just because they got evidence, they don't mean going to jail. But if he get that nah, same yeah. lawyer, he get that same lawyer. I'm gonna say that when you got when you got that bread, you can get away with anything. When that bread gone, yeah, totally. Now that's a bar. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, admit to being broke. And your jammed. Uh, that, that man said double bar. Like women, young and old. I know. I. I I just don't I don't understand. Like, I don't even know what you I mean. Like, what do you what do you mean? <laughs> he, he meant what he said. Stream I stream I admit it on SoundCloud. Facts. Facts. Oh man, listen it after we done. But it's facts. I only got one more topic left for the night. Uh, the Nuggets. This past week, beat the Thunder. I did not realize they were three zero in their series with the Thunder. They manhandled the team. I already said I predicted being the Western Conference Finals. Now, so my question, because I'm, I'm gonna aim it at um, Jack Wiz, you know, basketball analyst. Do despite the fact, one like this, because the Nuggets have beaten the Thunder consistently like this, and not only that, the fact they have stayed a top two seed all season long, do you think the Nuggets 
are more should be looked at as more of a contender than the Thunder. All right, so I'm I'm going to smoke on this Thunder pack because like everybody for some reason <laughs> everybody thinks they just have the second coming like oh this is the greatest team ever this team that's going to beat the war that can um match up with the Warriors. I was like my G. They ain't do nothing. They really didn't add anything from last year. Everybody thought they was all saying the same thing last year. I got smacked by Donovan Mitchell in the uh, in the Jazz. All right, yeah, PG playing out of his mind right now. Rest still, rest. You know what I'm saying? Shooting inefficiently, shooting worse than he was last year. So in the year, yeah, yeah, in the year since his like his first year in the league, which is not going when you playoff games. PG, we we all know how he performed in the playoffs, so we're not even going. I'm a, I'm a assume I'm gonna say I'm assume that he draw, he falls back into regular Paul George mode once you know the playoffs get started and everything gets going. They are a middle of the pack team. I feel like uh, I feel like them the Nuggets. I feel like the Nuggets, I feel like the the West is pretty even except for you know the Juggernaut, which is uh, who are the Golden State Warriors. But I, yeah. I don't, I'm not too confident in the Rockets right now. So like you know like I was last year where I feel like they could beat everybody. Uh, I feel like. You know, anybody can come out as the Western Conference. I wouldn't just say that, except the Lakers. Anybody except the Lakers can come out the Western Conference and be in the Western Conference Finals. See, see, yeah. So you feel like the Warriors are the only true contender, so it don't really matter the label the rest of this contender. Yeah, basically I don't, what you're yeah, saying. basically. I think the Warriors are going to win. Uh, I mean, it's not really even a hot take. It's, just, it's kind of a fact at this point yeah. that they're the, best, they're the best team out right now. Uh, I do like that the, uh, that, you know, that the Nuggets have gotten, like, exponentially better within like the span of one year yeah and that's and that's what i was gonna point out like i've been kind of holding back on praising the nuggets because but the thing is i've realized that they've really been great all season the nuggets are like our top five offense their defense was bad well the defense was not bad the defense was actually good for a good part of the year it slipped some and now they're slowly trending back to top 10 the team, so they have an uh, offense and a defense in the top ten. The team is good. They've had, they've dealt with injuries to Paul Millsap, Will Barton, and multiple rotation players like Gary, like Gary Harris, Everybody. Jamal Murray has missed games. I think Joke is the only one who hasn't really gotten hurt. And despite that, they are still the number two seed. Have been playing interchangeable with one seed with the Warriors. Yeah, I think they the might be the one seed right now. Honestly, I think they're the two seed. I think. I think as I checked the other day, but that's my point. They've never yes. fallen below that, despite having they're younger than most of the teams around them. They've had dealt more injuries than most of the teams around them, and despite all of that, they still remain number two, top top two team in the West, top t- five team in offense, top ten in defense. I might have to call them the real contenders outside of the Warriors. Rather than the rather than the Thunder, Ooh, who I originally said. I will say that the, the only reason I won't say that, Jordan, is because of their inexperience in the playoffs. Because they haven't, you know, did they even make it last year? No, they missed it by yeah, they missed, yeah, they missed it by and they they all their players are, you know what I'm saying, fairly young. Like they they built their team the way you're supposed to build it. Like they were they were ass and then they just started like drafting good players and developing those players and giving those players confidence until they, you know, they're where they are today. So I kinda I respect yeah. them with that. But I wouldn't say that they're a cut above the wrist simply because experience trumps all. Like, you know what I'm saying? They got a lot of talent, but that experience yeah. is going to, you know, it's going to show in the playoffs. So right now I'm looking at the standings. It's Nuggets, Thunder, Trailblazers, Rockets, and Jazz. I feel like those 
five teams are like all like in the same little like any of them tier. yeah the same tier except the trailblazers you know you know you know yeah we naturally we know but uh Wow. But uh, oh, that's how I, I you know, like you know, wow. I feel like it's up for grabs. I don't think that anything like yeah. uh, I was looking. I noticed the other day that the Rockets were like only a game behind the, the Thunder, and everybody's been praising the Thunder all year long. And I was like, and yeah, and they was yeah, like, talking shit about the Rockets in the beginning, saying we weren't gonna be able to, might not even make the playoffs. And, and like, all that. and the off and the Thunder offense isn't great. Still, it's just Paul George is being otherworldly great. So if Paul George starts to cool yeah, off, exactly. which he has recently. Which he has recently, he's probably has not really been that good, and because of that, they've started losing. If you combine him just being normal Paul George with Westbrook being absolutely terrible as far as shooting goes, their offense is they're not gonna have enough offense. Even with how great their defense is, they're not gonna have enough offense to get them anywhere. So, hope. My, but my whole premise with Thunder in the past couple weeks was Westbrook at some point has to turn it around. He started no, shooting. He started. Man. He, at some point, at some point, at some point, that's that's how I feel. I, I, I might be wrong. I probably am wrong, but the niggas did let me down last year. I don't know. I don't know why I'm betting on them again. Yeah, exactly, okay, cool. exactly, exactly. <laughs> Everybody keeps giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I don't know why. But they, hey, they don't let you down. I did too. I'm keep it real. With so you. I'm gonna ask you this. When someone said this, um, Jacquez, going back to your experience point. Could it be the difference maker on that Nuggets team? I do like yeah. Listen, he's been giving them great minutes. Uh, but isn't is is somebody isn't somebody hurt right now? Uh, uh, is, is Jamal hurt right now? I don't know. I don't know if he's hurt at this moment. Like I know he's been dealing with like ankle injuries or something like that. Maybe Monty, maybe Monte Morris, the guy that was the backup point guard, might be hurt. Maybe yeah. So if he can slide and get those minutes, and it'd be the same. I see who like before the superstardom, when he was like a like a candidate for like six man a year every year. I feel like that'd yeah. be a great addition to the team. And I and from what I be seeing, like their interaction on like social media, and then like when they just talking and stuff, they seem like they all respect them and like them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that could help. But just having one experienced player, um, player on your team. Well, Paul. Well, Paul Millsap. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I respect Paul Millsap. I, I respect Paul Millsap. I, I don't know how much outside of that one year where they were like the one seed, then they still got smacked by LeBron. I can't like vouch for all of his experience. They had other good seasons while he was at Atlanta, but you know, it's just the Hawks. They didn't really have a. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. You know, the team itself just lacked that star to get them there. They got their star. And joke it now. Yeah, they do have that. So, it's all, so he just got to play that supporting role like he always has. So I, I like I haven't been able to really watch it. I watched one game with him playing. I feel like that him, if he is like going back closer to his original form, I feel like he can be that difference maker as far as like experience go. And they need a bucket. They got somebody who has yeah. shown. Yeah. About two series, like okay, hold on, offense stalling, put me in. I can go and get us a couple of, you know, a couple of scores here and there, just to keep us in the game until the young guys, you know, get their shit together. Right. right. So I feel like he can do that for them, along with Paul Millsap being a, a stabilizer too. I, it might not be enough, but technically that's kind of how the Celtics were last year. They were a team full of people who had never been there, except for Horford, you know, a guy from that Hawks team. He was. He was the stabilizer for them. The East, Chief. He was the long. The East. 
Ask LeBron what's the difference between the East and the West. Ask LeBron about the East and the West. The difference is the East. I'm gonna say that with pride every single time. But uh, facts. Nah, but not nah, nah, in all seriousness though. Uh, yeah, I, I, now that you point that out, yeah, I, I do feel like that could play. But I, I still don't think I don't know, bro. I just can't just give them the, the nod, even though they are they have been playing like extremely well. I still can't just give them the nod and say, yeah, they're yeah. better than the Rockets, the Thunder. And all those teams, when it comes to like, they can beat them. I can't definitely say that they can beat them four times within the seven yeah. game series. So it'd be fun yeah. to watch the playoffs. Is all, I don't know. To me, in this Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavalier area, I've always felt like the Western uh, playoffs has been fun to watch. It's kind of like you know, you know what's gonna happen in the end, but it's like all the chaos before that. You know, but before but before the the Warriors really became the Warriors, it was really it was really up in the air. But even now, like as long as it's a series that don't involve the Warriors, it's gonna be very, very fun. Because I really don't know who's gonna win any any series. Like you either pick pick any two teams right now who's in the conference other than the other than the Warriors, I wouldn't be able to tell you who's gonna win. Exactly. But shout out to the Nuggets, shout out to them, shout out to Jamal Murray. Uh I like what he's been showing. The kid's great. Same with Joke It. Shout out to Joke It for being an MVP. Shout out to Joke It. Cause he, I'm telling you, if Joke don't get MVP. Then that means Mike Malone deserves Coach of the Year because that means that he has been playing without an MVP on his team with half his team dead while keeping the top two seed and the hardest conference. You, you think Joke, Joke is getting an All NBA uh, nod this year? <sighs> nah, they gonna they gonna they gonna give it to this NBA yeah, team a bit. Yeah, then that means what's not getting the Coach of the Year then if they don't give him if they don't give it to. Uh, but then again, the Bucks head coach could get it. Uh uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a tight race. Then you can think about Nate McMillan. Yeah, like, them niggas still the third seed in the East, East even though East, Old Depot, yeah, even though Old Depot been hurt. East, oh, there's a bunch of me. Yeah, but still though, I'm gonna say this, fam. Old Depot got hurt. Would you? Would you? Ex- Old Depot's been hurt. No, no, no. Like it's 10. not a slight to the. It's not a slight to the Pacers. I'm just saying that like, the East like, is. Yeah, it wild. is. But at the same time, it's incredible that. They lost their best player, who seemed like the real initiator in their offense, and yet they still have a winner. They've had a winning record without him, and even when he was even when he was hurt before the beginning of the season, they were winning without him. Like that's pretty incredible to do consistently, consistently do without a player as good as Oladipo. But coast year, coast year race is tight. It's 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 gonna be real. It's gonna be just as tight as the MVP race. But that's all I got. Uh, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Man, shout out to my thoughts? boy Trey Young, man. Been young goat, been balling. Man, <laughs> I gotta apologize to JP for slandering the house, man. Man, let me, you know, I got hit. Man, JP, JP turning backflips right now. You know, I got hit JP up too. I got confirmation for yeah, too. Yeah, I know, I know. You does. and Connor were turning were turning Trey Young into a pack. I ain't forget Cole. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. A-O-A-O-A. My G, was it not funny? Since high school, I've been telling niggas that nigga Trey Young on fire. And Merrill Vaps for me the other day. He was like, yeah, Jock, you was right, man. I was like, yeah, I know. Only only person that's I ain't been right about is Markel Folk. But hopefully I will be eventually. But see, that's that's but see, that's that's an action <laughs> because he hurt himself. So if he hadn't hurt because I'm telling you, watching him at Summer League, that I man hurt looked, myself. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this. If, if Trey Young somehow sustains this and closes out the year with this, I feel like the, the rookie of the year race becomes a lot harder. Technically, Trey started. Trey really started balling like around the beginning of December. He just really like on the scoring end, really taking off now. Yes. Yeah, it's and, it, and it's on. It's, it's, it's his man. That, that man. That boy. Uh, passing vision, bro. It's elite. It's elite. Elite. Man. In his first. In his first season. Crazy. I don't even think he turns the ball over no, all day. Bro, let me, know, not, which is some people worried about. Let me tell you his last couple of assists for the last couple of games. Court 8, 8, 10, 11, 14, 7, 11, 5. Steve Matt. Steve Matt's numbers ain't. Okay, no, yeah. man. With 49, yeah. 49 points, hey, 36, 36, 23, With 40 points. 30. No, man. Nice that, boy, that boy good. That boy real good. Like, he had, it's like, <laughs> yeah, the it's, like if, it's really like if you merged Chris Paul with Steph Curry, he got that, you know, like that floor general, that, that floor yeah, general, talking the ball left and right, commanded a team, but then at the same time, he could get hot and start just lighting you up offensively. I, I, I'm really, I'm really proud of Charlotte. I'm, I'm, I'm looking how. Hopefully, I'm praying that the Hawks mess around and get RJ Barrett. I'm praying. That's what I really need in my life. And then they're, they're, they're going to be a legit team with him, John Collins, and Trey Young. That's going to be a legit. Well, if oh, I'm gonna ask you this. Cole, I'm gonna ask you this hard question, Jacquez, because you're more versed in the NCAA players. Let's say that. The Hawks somehow inexplicably get the third pick. So Zion and RJ Barrett go off the board. Who should the Hawks take at number three? Um uh either oh, I like no. I like Romeo Langford. I think he fits their bill. He's a slasher from Indiana. I like I do like mm-hmm. Bobo. And I also like Najee Little from uh North Carolina. Yeah. So either any of those three I feel like are solid picks. Uh, cause you don't want you don't want John Morant, you know, because he's a shooting, he's a you know, he's basically a six three point yeah. guard, which is trade like a six two. You don't need guard. that. You don't need that. Or you could draft him and trade down, and then get some more picks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of, a lot with the um uh, what they did last yeah, year. Yeah, with the Celtics. Yeah, so you always do that. And that's on. And that's another thing too. Uh, but that's all I'm gonna ask about Bowl Bowl because isn't didn't Bowl Bowl have like a uh. A season-ended injury on my tripping. Yeah, he did. He got hurt, like, probably, like, 10, 11 games in. But he, like, the oh, games he, he did play, like he, like, you know, went crazy. Yeah, he was balling. I didn't, you know, kind of just to not. I pre- I'm pretty sure. I think he could have came back. But, you know, got to secure the bag. Gotcha. So, he left school just to work so he can rehab and work out every day. Gotcha. Gotcha. But – Tabor's core, y'all got anything else? Uh, stream, I admit it. Stream, I admit it. <laughs> uh, All right, say, man. Stream Scorpion, though. Stream. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Never, what? Never, never, never. Not on this podcast. <laughs> Not on this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna say this on on a on a positive note with good artists and good music. I always like to say shout out to Paper Magazine for getting all the new up and coming female rappers all in the same area, not beefing with each other and doing positive yeah, things. That's amazing. Pop. I really appreciate. Yeah, Spring City that. Girls. I thought it was nice. That picture. Uh, and that and Megan Thee Stallion. And Asian Doll. All of them. 
That picture was fire. Hey, man, that picture of all them in there. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And the best part about it was they had three of them who was all fighting each other last year. Unity. All in the middle together. I thought it was really nice to see. Yeah, love to see it. Unity. Word of Queen Latifah. But that's all we got Just for this week. Point. Thank you to Boris for coming on. Yes, sir. Uh, have me on more. You gotta have me on some more, though. We gotta, we gotta, get, your, we gotta get your internet straight. I, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm mad that y'all both sound crystal clear now after all this time. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Y'all both sound crystal clear now. <laughs> but I got this one guy who I've been hassling on Twitter to finally put his music up on Apple Music so I can actually play it on the podcast. I'm going to include his app on Twitter, so make sure you check out his music. It's, it's pretty nice. Tune in next week for another episode of the Pops of Man podcast. I can't control the world around me getting colder. Plus I got enemies over my shoulder. I'm just grateful for another day, another chance and I won't let it go to waste. Can't control the world around me getting colder. Plus I got enemies over my shoulder. I'm just grateful for another day, another chance and I won't let it go Back with all my breath from last night, kept it in rotation, could never let it pass right, smooth nigga, like that temptation, got tired of being complacent, that's the greatness, never had to stare at the stars, just had to look in the mirror, that boy nice HD, picture couldn't be more clearer, wake up and feel the breeze, but I'm a saint, to be real with you, I tried to quit, but I can't, something about this feeling, nothing could never equate, get hella bent, feeling nauseous, get on any instrumental and throw up some knowledge, no kids in college, Struggling to eat, my nigga work the block like joy And he just put up in the back, no disrespect My nigga get it, how you live, feel like light, yeah Cause I'm buzzed right now, with the right, yeah You can get far in life, never so dope But I always knew how to handle wife Had a few pair of Adidas, but I had to earn my stripes the hard way This is light like broad day, this is everything I wanted to be great Ain't no difference out of in this equation Never been the same, you know the difference I can't control the world around me getting colder I got enemies over my shoulder I'm just grateful for another day Another chance and I won't let it go to waste Can't control the world around me getting colder Plus I got enemies over my shoulder I'm just grateful for another day Another chance and I won't let it go to waste You feel something emerging, it's touching the surface I feel it, I'm on it Sit here in my thoughts alone, smoke a zone I can never be one of you clones I'm just being modest Feeling institutionalized, not locked in the cell, but the bars on my thoughts. All I hear is whispers in the wind, take a leap of faith, just pray I reach them heaven gates. Sometimes I just sit back and meditate and just think on better days. Hope I find my way, amazing grace, you know this world is laced. Save face, most act like they got two. Well connected like the Bluetooth, just trying to survive. In this world of ours, feel like a divine spirit. My heart, my engine, Isaiah on the pistons, well wishing. Well, I wish I wasn't living like this. Life's a trick, you can keep it on red. I correct it like typos, stuck in a psycho, the rival my idol.